Has the Paris Climate Agreement been submarined? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. New research gives hope that if there are rapid cuts to greenhouse gas emissions, then the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement could be reached. But a new report from the UN warns that there's a large gap between what world leaders need to do and what they're actually doing. Countries must decrease emissions by at least 25% in about eight years to avoid the worst impacts of global warming. Getting there might have become more difficult because of geopolitics. Last week, the U.S. and the U.K. announced they will supply Australia with nuclear submarines. And while China was not mentioned in the deal, the subs are a response to its rising power. The U.S. and China are the world's biggest carbon emitters. Earlier this month, talks between the two about making deeper cuts to greenhouse gas emissions were unsuccessful, with Chinese leaders saying climate goals could not be separated from politics. Experts fear the submarine announcement could further dash hopes of any climate deal with China as the next UN talks on global warming are set to begin in about six weeks. Smoke from wildfires can have catastrophic effects on local ecosystems, and now a new study led by Duke University shows it can also cause changes in ocean biology thousands of miles away. About two years ago, a giant algal bloom 2,000 miles wide grew between New Zealand and the southern ocean that surrounds Antarctica. Blooms of algae, also called phytoplankton, are usually attributed to runoff from farmland which is full of nutrients like nitrogen that the tiny organisms need. But of course, there are no farms near the Southern Ocean, and the researchers found that it was smoke from wildfires in Australia two years ago, now called Black Summer, that traveled across the planet and fertilized vast communities of phytoplankton that could be seen from satellites. The smoke contained iron and phosphorus, some of which comes from the burning forests and some from the dust that the fires push up into the stratosphere. While this study did not look at the effects of the algal bloom in the Southern Ocean, other research has shown that smoke from a fire in Indonesia caused a red tide that killed an entire reef off its coast. 29 people died in Louisiana when Hurricane Ida struck the Gulf Coast over three weeks ago. Half of those deaths were from heat exhaustion or carbon monoxide poisoning from generators. While many were desperate for electricity, New Orleans resident Devin DeWolf had power to spare. His house has 24 solar panels and two storage batteries. So he turned his porch into a hub for charging electronic devices, distributing ice, empowering his elderly neighbor's oxygen machine, refrigerator, and freezer. Louisiana solar companies say most of their customers with storage fared well after Ida. While they couldn't store electricity, customers without batteries saw little damage to their panels, which are rated to withstand winds up to 140 miles per hour. Solar panels can be expensive. So after the storm, DeWolf was inspired to partner with other nonprofits to start the Stay Lit initiative. It will turn neighborhood restaurants into community power hubs during disasters to support low-income residents who can't afford to evacuate or buy a generator. The program aims not only to feed people, but also keep food from rotting because waste in landfills is a source of methane, a potent greenhouse gas fueling intense climate disasters 
like Hurricane Ida. And finally, we've heard a lot about how cow's burps are releasing methane into the atmosphere, but cow waste is also a climate issue. That's because their urine contains nitrogen, and when mixed with their poop, it creates ammonia, which can transform into nitrous oxide, a greenhouse gas 300 times more potent than carbon dioxide. Scientists from Germany and New Zealand wanted to see if they could contain the sizable amount of urine cows produce, and they did what many pet owners do. They trained them where to go. It didn't involve a litter box, a potty chair, or a rolled up newspaper, but they did use some of the same techniques a parent might to coax a toddler. They offered rewards. The scientists encouraged cows on their research farm to pee in a special pen, a moo-loo, where their urine could be collected and treated. When the animals used their cow commode, they got a molasses treat. If the bovines peed outside, the researchers played unpleasant sounds. However, the animals didn't care and ultimately a squirt of water did the trick. The calves took about 15 days to potty train, a bit faster than most children. The next step is to apply the method to larger herds and convince farmers it's worth having their cows skip to the loo. But please don't skip This Week in Water. We'll be back next week. See you then.